0: This is GKW. Welcome to the 100th edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me as always, Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. Catch him ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood. 100 episodes, boys. Can't believe we made it.
1: They said it would never happen. They said, oh, this is a nice little <laughs> the company we've never done anything like this before an actual digital show, a show that's on YouTube, a show for everybody that's around the good karma uh stations. And guess what? We made to 100 episodes, bro. It's congratulations to us, but congratulations to our audience yeah. with us. We thank you so much for uh, tuning in on YouTube and the
2: podcast 100 episodes. Can't believe it! But we're here, yeah. I mean, a big shout out to the audience because it just felt like one of those like. Well, we like the three of them. Sure, they can go have some fun and talk about wrestling and put it on our Twitter. That's fine. But the numbers have been there. People are growing. People are recognizing us in Chicago. Like, there's a reason we got here. 100. The audience is a big part of that. So yeah, pat us on the back. Yeah. So a lot of fun things today.
0: A lot of fun, fun things we're going to be doing here throughout the 100th episode. Uh, Evan Cohen, who is. I guess the creator of this show, Um, he is going to be joining us if you want kind of a behind the scenes look of how this whole thing came together 100 episodes ago. And also we're going to be joined by one of our favorites, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, going to be joining us here for our 100th episode. But because we are getting towards the end of the year, we did this last year as well, uh, we're going to take a look back and see what happened throughout the course of 2023. We're going to hand out some GKW awards. We've got four of them we're giving out this year. We have our storyline of the year. We're going to do male wrestler of the year, the female wrestler of the year, and then we're going to finish up with our match is of the year, because, I mean... (laughs) We've we, we've kind of grown away from Match of the Week, so I think we're going to be shouting out a lot of yeah. different matches because there's a lot <laughs> of good wrestling in 2023. But let's begin with storyline of the year. What was the best story told in professional wrestling in 2023?
1: It is uh, a close one. But I think Bloodline Against the World is number one. But I'll give MJF and Adam Cole a lot of credit for being able to have their storyline, guys. I mean, from the Bloodline standpoint, we know it starts with Roman Reigns because he's the tip of the spear. And as Paul Heyman told us at some point in 2023, oh, we're just getting to the bottom of the third. Really? Just the bottom of the third? So this is going to last for another 20 years as Bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> like Roman's gonna be old and gray, and like you know, he's gonna even take up longer to get down to the ring. No, I just think that that has captured the imagination because in a time in which everyone wants it now, I need my storyline now. What's happening now? Who's gonna win the championship now? You could see that, they've, that the WWE is turning the clock all the way back to the way it was in the 80s and 90s and are telling you methodically a story, and it's going to get to a crescendo. So th- that's number one. But, again, a close second for me, MJF and uh, what is going on with him and Adam Cole. Yes, it's been cut short because of injury to Adam Cole, but that wasn't supposed to work. The odd be- bedfellows thing doesn't usually give you a payoff. I just thought that this worked for the time that they were together.
2: Yeah, I mean, on that, that felt like a comedic storyline to start. Like you got the skits and things like that, and somehow it just kept taking off. I think injuries, no pun intended, sort of cut the legs out from it. Yeah. I do think it's the, no pun intended. Doesn't oh. makes it okay? It's <laughs> like, it makes, no, yeah. with all, yeah, yeah.
0: with all yeah. due respect. Right,
2: yeah. right. Now you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I think it is bloodline, even though right wow. now, like, it feels like it's run its course, yeah. but like. Looking back on the year as a whole, we still got Elimination Chamber. We still got those Mania main events, and that stuff was so strong. Yes, at this point, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I think they missed their opportunity not putting it on Sammy. I think they missed their opportunity not putting it on Cody. But they keep going through it. They're doing other things. And honestly, the bloodline is the reason we have Seth Rollins as the world champion right now, because that was their solution of, oh, don't want to take it off him. So, new champion. But overall, I do think it is the top of the list. I
0: am shocked, Jay Hood. I thought, I mean, for the guy who has to ask the question every week, has the bloodline story run its course? Like we had how many different iterations of that question throughout the course of the year? And yet here he is. Here he is joining you and me and saying, this is the this is the storyline of the year in professional wrestling for the second I, consecutive year.
1: I really thought he was going to go with Drew McIntyre's obsession. I thought he was going to go there. But- it's good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's good, it's, but it's, it's also you know, it's a story, yeah. lifespan. he
0: still hasn't saved. Look at that at the bottom of the screen. Is the bloodline story boring? He somehow has these in the back pocket at all times, ready to throw it out. Um as far as the Brochacho storyline goes, I think, yes, if it would have to me had a better chance um had Adam Cole not had the injury. You know, when when he floats in, when he floated in around full gear, like that was really good stuff when he was able to kind of float in and be there, but he just can't be there week in and week out. And and the bloodline story has really kind of stalled out ever since Roman kind of disappeared when they, you know, broke off Jimmy and Jay, and then Jimmy had nothing to do. So he just kind of went back to the bloodline. It's been stalled out, but leading up to that point, like it was still the dominant storyline in professional wrestling. You, I mean you guys brought it up? You, you brought up, um, you know, in Montreal in the Elimination Chamber and, and the moment that Sammy just got. It was the Bloodline was in the main event of both nights of WrestleMania. Yeah. You had the Bloodline Civil War storyline. You had um, Solo and Roman taking on Sammy and KO at a pay per view. Like for for the first Solo six- going to- Cena. Yeah. We had that this year. Yeah, yes, exactly. So the the bloodline still ends up being the dominant thing. It's it's the through line. I think – you could have, in, in WWE, I, I think maybe not Bloodline necessarily, but I think you just pointed towards Judgment Day and how in, involved they've been in Monday Night Raw and really Bloodline versus the, excuse me, uh, Judgment Day versus the world on Monday Night Raw. I think that could have been in consideration as well, but it's still because they've been there every, every single week. But the Bloodline and Roman Reigns is still one of the best storylines going on and the best to me in 2023.
1: Yeah, it, it's the best uh, of, it's one of the best of my lifetime. Think about how much wrestling that I've seen, right? And you've seen, I've I've come from an era in which you took time to be able to tell a story. For them to be able to tell this story with all these different tentacles, and I still believe in 2024 there's going to be another Samoan that pops out of this thing, whether that's somebody, I don't know, there's going to be somebody from MLW, uh, there's going to be somebody from the Indies. Something is going to be able to occur where it's going to add another layer to the story. But just, once again, Paul Heyman... Here's a guy here that was in the forefront and knows Brock Lesnar and Tom or Brock Lesnar. He is like Seinfeld. He's like the least interesting person in the storyline because he doesn't talk a lot, right? He says he, every now and then, but he used to be in the front. Now he's in the back as a support group, holding up the belts or holding up championships, falling down because they're so heavy, uh, the championships on his shoulders. But guys, it's it um, it's fascinating. Besides Roman winning the championships, What happens to the Uso brothers? Like, will they ever come back? Will they take on one another? That's why the story is
2: interesting. I will say from a WWE standpoint, though, I don't put anything even close to it. Like, yes, Judgment Day is there because of the belt and things like that. But, like, after the Edge turn, like, what are we really, like, waiting for storyline-wise? Like, they teased the breakup a little bit, but... They almost seem to be going comedy now with some of the r Truth stuff the last few weeks.
0: Art uh, Truth was fantastic on Monday night.
2: <laughs> yes, he is very good.
0: So good,
1: so good. <laughs> yeah, when you when you're cracking up people, when Damian Priest has to walk they? like okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. there, well, that there. was that's what Sammy did with the Bloodline. Right. Like yeah.
0: he could be he could be steroids for Judgment Day the way that Sammy was there? steroids for um for the Bloodline in twenty twenty two. Like just kind of boost that up, and you've got somebody out there to try to break everybody and being fantastic, and then still looking good in the ring despite being fifty-one yeah. years old.
1: Yeah, no one would even know that, right? If they don't. No, look, they just think he's ageless. He's not Tony Storm, but he's ageless <laughs> for sure. There's no question about that.
2: Does Tony get any credit? Like the number two AEW, you put Tony Storm up there. <laughs> Our story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For her to be able to look at and say, "They got nothing for me.
1: I'm just gonna just act crazy. I'm just gonna pretend like I'm a starlet from the 1930s." And it gets over. I mean, this is the kind of character development we've been waiting for for AEW for a while. This is so far outside the box, right? Bruce Pritchard, someplace is jealous. He's got to be like, <laughs> "Damn, that's the kind of thing that I would have put together, right?" It is. It's it Prichard esque the way they put it together. But it's been every time you see her, Gabe, you want to see her out there. Not only Russell but also have a promo tits up and watch for the shoe.
0: I mean, so with her, it's still so relatively fresh and new, you know? So it's, I mean, if you think about it, like CM, like CM Punk's been fired and, she started that after CM Punk got fired, right? Like, so it's still so new because when we were at all in, she had a different, completely different character, completely different persona. Like, so there were so many other things going on that it's still so relatively new. I I don't think I could have said storyline of the year, despite it being something that, I enjoy immensely, and again, the production value that AEW's put in. So, like, she's she's doing commentary on a match. The match is in color. They cut a camera to her. It's in black and white. She's doing these facial expressions. It's it's fantastic, and I think I hope it keeps going. And I think it's going to be in the running for storyline of the year of 2024.
2: Well, if there's a number two for AEW, do you put your guy Orange up there? Like the tired story and all that. I I mean, I don't know if there's a story. story. I
0: mean, so our next one is male wrestler of the year. And I considered orange for male wrestler of the year just because of him carrying. I don't know if there's been necessarily a storyline. I mean, I guess that what he did going in against Mox and, and the little bit that they had there with the history of them previously, and then going into all out and main eventing all out in Chicago. Like it, it was a very brief, like, Quick hit storyline because it had to be with all in and everything that went into that. But the brief storyline of how much it need, how much it meant and, and Orange needed to go over, and then he does go over. Like I thought that was I thought that was pretty pretty good for for especially for AEW. Yeah.
1: Well, well, guys, it's cold now because we haven't seen it on TV for a while. But I think Don Callis versus Kenny Omega and that whole story, yeah that made that made sense and that and Jericho. So it's just kind of like it's a vortex, right? It's just Don Callis going mega heel with, big, with really, like, nuclear heat. Him t- doing that to Jericho, and then, of course, with the Kenny Omega thing. I think that that was a huge story for uh, 2023 and eight. Yeah.
2: Oh. But I feel like they missed the boat on that one. Like, think of Takesta, that first promo he cut in Japanese that he, he was getting. But now it feels like it's all about Don Callis, and, like, everyone else is just sort of there. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a waste of Kyle Fletcher. Like, I don't know.
1: It is the Don Callis family, so... Yes. Yeah, but where's he been? That that's the whole thing, right? It's you yeah. had something going there. Yes, it's still a Don Callis family. I saw Fletcher just win the uh, ROH TV championship and a really yeah. impressive match, but where's Callis? Like, like there's a guy there that was getting you heat. Like not almost Dom heat. Almost Dominic Mysterio heat. And yeah. so where's he been? And plus that dude took probably the gnarliest bump of the year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. On <laughs> accident. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> not great. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive into Male Wrestler of the Year. I, I think there, I think the list is long here. Again, I, I would nominate, in terms of the list of nominees that I kind of sifted through, I had Orange, Seth, Cody, Roman, Mox, uh, MJF. Like, I, I think there's a lot that you can sift through here in terms of Male Wrestler of the Year.
1: Those are the the names. There's some New Japan in there that you get thrown there as well. Some Impact Wrestling. I just think that Seth Rollins, though. I tried to make it as simple as possible after going through a dozen names and crossing them off. I went to Seth Rollins because um, when you know, with Roman Reigns being out, guys, Seth Rollins has carried the company. I mean, he's the guy that's doing the house shows. He's the guy that's on television. He's the guy that had, I thought, terrific matches against Shinsuke Nakamura and others in 2023. And maybe that rain's coming to an end by the time we get to WrestleMania. But for a guy here that's not 100% and who is in wrestling, that guy has carried the mail for the WWE. The bloodline is the great storyline, yes. But who's been doing the wrestling? We give Gunther all this credit for being like this workhorse intercontinental champion. That's, that's true. But Seth Rollins, though, is making the towns and doing all the TV and doing everything else as one of the faces. So I put Male, uh, wrestler of the year Seth Rollins for me.
2: So for me, I had like two separate sides. Like we're talking about strictly in the ring wrestling, doing their thing. Like it was Brian Danielson for me. Yes, there was some time off, but every week, like you don't know who he's going to face, but he's going to go out there. And he's going to give you five, six stars. That's what he does. And now taking over a more leadership role also. The other side is maybe it's the the media side of like, hey, who are we talking about week in and week out? It's Punk. Mm-hmm. Like there was no bigger story in 2023 than CM Punk. The exit, the entrance, the suspension, the will he, the won't he. Like, he's that guy that we're talking about. He's the LeBron. He's the Rodgers. That's CM Punk. Yeah, I, Punk's, is, Punk's a great choice, and
0: I didn't even think about it. But, I mean, Punk's one of the biggest draws still in professional wrestling today. Yeah. Like, Collision didn't start strictly because of him, but some of the thought process is, oh, he's a big enough draw that even during college football season – Like, you know, he's going to be able to pull a decent enough number in terms of the ratings. And, well, we never got to see that because he got fired before college football season. Really kicked off for Collision. But, yeah, I mean, Punk has dominated the headlines. Whether he's been in AEW and was clearly going to be a big part of their storylines going forward as their real world's champion. You know, and he was going to have the X on the AEW belt and doing that whole thing. And the way he's shown up in WWE, it's the only thing everybody's talking about. But, I, I kind of, I, I lean in the same direction as Jay Hood, like as much as I wanted to give it to Orange Cassidy, because I just, the, the dude shows up week in, week out, he's got the KT tape on, it just felt like for two, three months straight, he was defending that uh, international championship on Dynamite, and he would start, you know, we'd hear Jefferson Starship starting off Dynamite, like it's just the way it did, you know, you, you would have Excalibur, you know, hey, it's Wednesday, you know what that means, and then, do, 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 do. All right, here we go. Orange Cassidy is going to put on a banger. And, you know, we we're, we have a conversation coming up with Matt Minard as He's trying to figure out kind of the next step for him. Whereas Orange Cassidy, for him to go from this comedic sideshow to legitimate professional wrestler who's helping carry a company, like that's just, man, I may be talking myself into changing and going with Orange Cassidy because... I, who would have thought it was possible that this guy, who is too cool for school and can't even raise his full thumb up to give a thumbs up, yeah. is one of the biggest wrestling stars in
2: one of the biggest companies in the world? It's
0: I, his transformation it ended pay-per-view
2: in Chicago. Yeah, like if you would have told people when you saw him that first time, which was a lot of people's first introduction to him, he'd be main eventing a Chicago pay per view. That speaks a lot to what he did this year. Like,
0: and and as good as Mox has been in in terms of carrying company, as good as Danielson has been. Like, he's been the consistent week in, week out for AEW. As good as MJF has been, who we haven't talked about, who had a tremendous year, you know, being the world champion all of 2023 for AEW. Like, with all those things going on, the consistent performer who is there for Rampage, for Dynamite, for Collision, was Orange Cassidy for AEW. And maybe maybe he's not the male wrestler of the year. Maybe he's just the MVP of the year, which would be a different sure. award.
1: Man, Cody Rhodes has to be uh, in consideration as well because, yes, he's trying to finish the story, guys. But I think you talk about a banger of, of matches that Cody's had. I think that he should be considered as well. Uh, I think that he's been been tremendous. Well, you know, it, it's really a photo finish to try to determine who gets more cheers, Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes. But I mean, those two definitely gets the acclaim. You know, man.
0: And and you know who else deserves a lot? And I know Brian. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go this. Sami Zayn, man. You want to yeah. talk about another workhorse who helped yeah. care? I mean, you think about what he did early in earlier in the year carrying. He he, beat, he ends up main eventing, and he's been able to carry that storyline. He's been doing a lot of heavy lifting before they wrote him off for injury, but he was doing a lot of heavy lifting, featured in a lot of segments of Monday Night Raw. Like He probably doesn't raise up, and it's probably not him, but he definitely deserves a shout out for the 2023 that he has had.
2: Yeah, I just feel like it was such a high point early in the year, like we talked about Elimination Chamber, that the rest sort of felt like a step down. Like When him and KO were the tag champs, they were just holding titles. Like there wasn't like a storyline there. So that to me is why I didn't really think of him. The other one in terms of credit, Dom Dom deserves credit. Like in 2023 heels do not get heat the way Dom Dom does. Like we don't see people booed like that anymore. And I think he deserves credit for that.
1: Yeah. Let, let's give him credit because you know, 14, 15 months ago we looked at him. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Right. Because right. Look green. And, and, in my mind's eye when i think back i wonder the wwe did they put that together it's like hey we know you can go but you got to wrestle like you're a green character you have to wrestle because that's that's a thing in wrestling Gabe, in which you may look good in the indies or you may look good in training or practice but sometimes a wrestling company will tell you you need to wrestle like a green wrestler and so the metamorphosis of of uh, dominic mysterio we watched him it was just like Whoa, where does this come from? Every match, he gets better. It's one thing on the mic that he gets booed, but his in-ring work, it's not soft. It actually is pretty good. It's not where it needs to be as far as the apex yet. But the point is, though, is that from where he started to where he is now, he's becoming the complete package in WWE but he's he's still
0: like you said he's growing he's still so incredibly young yeah. like he still has so much room to grow which is the exciting part about him and i wonder I, I, my guess is if i had to guess is that he was green because he was when he came into wwe he was so young but the confidence that he got playing the character that he is and having that group of people around him i think that just really helped his growth his development in terms of where he's gotten to now
1: yeah, and he's got his mom's height. That helps;
0: it certainly <laughs> helps.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you that I would imagine coming out of the womb, Dominic Mysterio was wrestling as a little, child. Right. And yeah, <laughs> and, and and so that means that he was face to face with Ray, and so they were. So as a little kid, he was wrestling, and then all of a sudden, look what he is right now. I mean, give Rhea Ripley and the rest of the Judgment Day credit for kind of elevating mm-hmm. his character while he develops, but. Yeah, a couple of NXT championships along the way of twenty twenty yeah. expect. Like, what is this now? So him and mommy are a thing where the people on online thinks that there's really a relationship going on there, which is really interesting. So I just think the personality in the in ring is grown up before our very eyes. Speaking of heels who get
0: heat, any love for Christian Cage?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't think about him, but that's a good one. I mean, <laughs>
0: the, yeah. the, the man says the word father, and everybody starts grasping for pearls. Like, <laughs> everyone's like, where's he going with this? Like, he's 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 doing some of, I mean, this is somebody that was introduced to AEW as a Hall of Famer, even though he's not, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's, but he was. I mean, he, he had a Hall of Fame career with the WWE. Well, he's doing the best work of his career, I think, as the father figure to all these other people. Like, and again, I just go back to the promo he cut with, with Adam Copeland talking about, you know, and Adam, I know you grew up without a father and the way everyone's like, <gasps> like it was, uh oh, it's just so good. The, the way he has been able to manipulate crowds.
1: So, <laughs> so Christian pretty much are doing uh, yo daddy jokes. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he's not doing your daddy jokes, he's doing your dead daddy jokes. I mean, right, which is (laughs) is like the ultimate, right? It's more, yeah, I mean, that's what's happening, but it just see, see, bro, it's we all, I think all three of us know this. So, this is the best that Christian has been, and again, Griffin Mm -hmm. WWE, he had a solid TNA run. As a matter of fact, in the the TNA run, there was Dixie Carter in the middle of the ring. I've got a big surprise for everyone. We've got a big free agent here. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Cage. What? That's your big surprise, Christian Cage? When Ric Flair had to go to the Hall of Fame in WWE, Dixie's like, okay, we'll do a trade. And WWE said, take whoever you like, pal, except The Undertaker. Take anything you like. Um, Christian Cage. <laughs> the whole roster. You can have, have The Rock. You took, you took Christian Cage. so But this right now is the gra- grace that he's done because just a little tweak, right? It's, all, it's still mm-hmm. Christian, but Christian is an a-hole. And Christian it wrestles with, a, with with this uh, – what is that? That turtleneck. a turtleneck, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, the turtleneck is just – In the summer. And so he's wrestling <laughs> with that, right? In the summer when it's hot. And just for him to have that face of a heel – it's the best run he's had. I don't think he could do this in WWE. I don't know if they'd allow him to do it like this. But he seems like he has autonomy of his own character. He has his own little stable now. So I just think that uh, definitely he deserves consideration because
2: no one gets heat like that in those ways. Talk about someone like great right. father. And I think, like, your point about with Judgment Day, like, the fact that so many others are getting over. Like, I think this is great for Nick Wayne. I think Luchasaurus, who, you know was more of a child-friendly cartoonist character. Like, I think him having this edge is good. Edge, Adam Copeland being a part of it. Like, there's so many people in here that are being elevated, and that does speak to Christian.
0: So, are you guys sticking with the original ones in terms of Male Wrestler of the Year?
1: Uh, Yeah, I wrote it down in pen, so I can't erase it. Okay,
0: you can't change Uh, it. Uh, I I will, too, go with Seth Rollins for a lot of those same reasons because of the way he's been carrying. But I think there were a lot of good options. Whereas, when we go to Female Wrestler of the Year, I... I've got one answer and I've got one answer only. And I, not to say that there weren't a lot of females that had great years because there were, but to me, there's one that rose above the rest because there was one that carried Monday Night Raw, was featured on Monday Night Raw, was the biggest superstar in WWE for a stretch, and that's Rhea Ripley. Like Rhea, Rhea is my female wrestler of the year because, uh, I mean, she is the leader of the judgment. Oh, we don't have leaders. Rhea is the leader of the judgment day. We all know it. Uh, Priest knows it. Balor knows it. Clearly, D- Dirty Dom knows it. Um, I don't know if our truth knows it yet, but he will. Uh, <laughs> she has just had a tremendous year. The match she had at WrestleMania with Charlotte Flair just kind of really cementing her run that she's on right now with the Judgment Day. Like this is this is the the potential that I think everybody saw in her a couple of years ago during the pandemic when she wrestled Charlotte Flair originally. It took her a while on the main roster to kind of find that footing. And now that she's found it, man, she has taken off and is undoubtedly one of the biggest stars in WWE.
1: I want you to think about the, the amount of women, Broitz, that are out there that are doing great things. So Rhea Ripley would be number one, but Athena is right there at number two because she's doing the best work of her career right now. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, is behind a pay window. Uh, right. Watchrh.com, but I wish people could see what she's doing because she had a banger and a main event for uh, Final uh, Resolution, their pay per view. It was it was an amazing match, almost thirty minutes that she had in that main event uh, in Dallas. But this is the same 2023 that gave us Bianca Belair and Jamie Hater, and gave us you know Willow Nightingale and Jordan Grace. There's plenty and great women's wrestling. But Rhea Ripley, the way she was utilized, the way she's in that Judgment Day, and then she she gives you what you want in the ring. She doesn't have a bad match. That's the other too. No, right. And they keep her special, too, by the way. So it's not like they're dragging her out every week and she's wrestling. You want to see her persona, but when you see her wrestle, you're like leaning in a little bit more
2: because you want to see how good she is. She is that good. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's why with this category, like, She is so far and above so many other people. Like, you mentioned some of those names. You didn't even mention a Becky Lynch. Tiffany Stratton had a big year. You had Trish Stratus going a good run this year. But Rhea is so far away from everyone else. Hell, even a Tony Storm that we talked about. Like, she is doing stuff that we really haven't seen a female wrestler do, especially in the WWE. Like, when we saw it with Bayley, when we saw it with Sasha, it was in NXT. Those two never got this type of moment to shine and be such a main event player on the main roster like Rhea is right now.
0: Yeah, because typically when it's been, when, when any any one of those, like if you name any one of the four horsewomen, like it's mm. typically like they did a little thing with Becky and Seth before they even got married, and like oh this couple's yeah. thing, you know. But it it was really confined just to the women's division. Like any any one yes. of that, it was just confined to the women's division. Where Rhea Ripley has broken out. And like, she's involved in, in how many storylines to the point where, you know, she's the one that, you know, as they're doing an interview, Oh, is that Rhea talking to Drew McIntyre back there? Is that what's going on? Like, she just, she crosses through, epi- how many storylines does she touch right now in, on right. Monday Night Raw? Like she's, she is just everywhere. So that's, that, that's why, again, she's like the breakout star. And to me, the biggest female wrestler uh, of the year.
2: And I think the biggest almost success story of the Triple H era, because I don't see this happening under Vince. Like you could do Judgment Day under Vince, but there's a leader, and it's Finn and it's Damian Priest. Like I don't know if we would have seen this exact way played out if it's Vince running things.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. And just the amount of women that have been able to get the job done in 2023 and that's entertained us. Listen, I know that there's this one feed on uh, on X on Twitter where they count how many minutes. Women's women had actually been in the ring, and you know more times than not it's either AEW or WWE. Um, but we got to give some of the women in AEW a lot of credit. Like you know, Ring of Honor side with Athena. You know, I was a big fan of what Willow Nightingale did, not only in AEW but also in New Japan because she won the championship. Even though, don't think that was the finish against Mercedes Monet. Right, no. <laughs> long beat. I don't think that was a because it surprised the shit out of Willow. She's just like she can't go. Yeah. I'm going to win this thing. It's going to off. Oh, no. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's just, just that. And Julia Hart is... And, Julia is, Hart, is, yes, 100%. Not even 25 yet, and she's doing some great work. Um, And and one of our Sky Blue. Had, yeah, one of the guests that we had, Sky Blue, um, yes. that's done some great work. So women's wrestling is in a great spot, but Rhea Ripley is what you got to reach. That's what you want right. to reach. Like, yeah, you may not reach the size... But you can reach at least a personality and the appeal, of nothing else.
0: Julia Hart has so much potential, and I loved her um, portion of the press conference after Full Gear, after she won the TBS uh, championship, where she was just, like, so honest. You know, like, she wasn't doing that in character, where, she, you know, she was talking about the cheerleader gimmick, and she was like, man, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing it, but I wasn't confident doing it. I had no idea. And then, you know, this thing comes along and, you know, she would get back to the curtain and like everybody would have like almost pity on her. You're like, oh, it's okay. You're going to figure it out. And now she's gotten to a point where she has that confidence and everybody's telling her what good, what a good job she's done. So for her to have that mid-card title, like, like it just gives you that peek into the window of the future that she still has being so young. You know, it's I, I am really excited about her future in AEW.
2: Well, yeah, it's cool to see that transformation, especially like when we're talking about Rhea. They always show that picture of her in the Mae Young classic where it's like, how is this the same person? Like <laughs> blonde hair, Rhea, like smiley. It's like, I don't understand here. So like Julia Hart, you put the cheerleader next to where she is now. It's like, oh, OK. But that's
0: the thing. Like she's still smiling in in, But right. it's like a vicious smile. It's like a mischievous <laughs> smile. Like it's you. like if you're on the other end, you're like, I don't want you smiling at me right now because <laughs> something bad's about to happen to me. Smile that Rhea Ripley does.
1: They were call- right. they were calling Rhea Ripley Little Charlotte because they thought yeah this is the replica of Charlotte Flair when she first came out. I told you guys the story over and over again. I, like I saw her in NXT UK, and I'm like, who is this? Like you know, her <laughs> the, the the size, the way she went around the ring. I'm like, I know they're keeping her quiet. She's in NXT UK. No one knows. I'm watching it. I no one knows how good she can be, and then look at her now. She's the number one women's wrestler in the world. Okay. By the way, for those of you who are going to troll us on social media, Julian Stardom and also Tam Nakano from Stardom—they're very good too. Okay. Yeah. All right. so, so <laughs> before that, that week comes. You didn't see anything about Julia. Well, let her come to America. How about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you know. Again, if 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 women get time in AEW, I think they've got a deep enough roster. And I think that's something I'm hoping I see more of in 2024. Um, is them getting more of a chance? You've got five hours of television every week. I think there's an opportunity to showcase a lot of them. Again, the fact that Britt Baker is nowhere near this conversation this year has got to be a little bit disappointing because I, I think she's one of the more entertaining people anytime that I see her on television. So I think that's a disappointing thing, despite all of these good things that are happening um, in terms of Tony Storm and the kind of the stuff that Soraya has been able to do this year and and and. I just, I want, I'm, it's leaving me wanting a little bit more on AEW.
1: Just a shout out to Trinity because to, for her to have yeah. to, for her not to be in the WWE and then to her to take first time away from WWE, that's kind of a culture shock, right? You go to WWE, 20,000 people to 500 to 1,000 people in an impact wrestling arena. It's kind of like, Okay, I got to adjust. Now it's really about me more so than the crowd supporting me. I got to make sure I get over with this audience. She's had a tremendous run, too, by the way, Trinity and and Impact. I mentioned Jordan Grace as well, but that was pretty strong. So just shout out to her because uh, her 2024 is pretty uh, special as well now that she's part of Endeavor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Endeavor streaming. Yeah,
1: I'm saying it's a branch of the company, right? It's (laughs) that. It's down the hall from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. interesting times, isn't it? This is still, why. Still started. connected. Guys, 2024, you think that we had a great 2023 as a show. 2024 is going to be amazing. We're going to be breaking in from our cars with breaking news left and right in 2024, <laughs> especially the wrestling news. We had some news this year, but next year, man, 2024 is going to be a really special year in wrestling. Um, this
0: is the hardest category. <laughs> last year it was cool because we all ended up taking a different match of the trilogy that um, we saw between FTR and, and Dem Boys. Yep. And I, I think it's a little more wide open this year. Um, it is all over the place. I have so many, I have written down here. Um, I don't even know where to start in terms of it narrowing it down to one. Like we've, we've tried to do this. Like it started this year. When we started the show, we wanted to do a match of the week. All right, pick your – and that kind of evolved into everybody picking three throughout the course of this year. So it's going to be really hard to narrow that many throughout the course of 2023 down to just one. Um, So if you got a couple honorable mentions, go ahead and feel free to throw those out there as well because I've got – I don't know. I've got like six or seven written down here, and I know I've forgotten something.
1: Okay. How much time do you have? Because As much as you got, man. Hey, brother, we're going to be here for a while because yeah. I do have one written down, but I have so many OLIs outside looking. At. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, okay. I, I mean, it starts with the top of the year, bro. It's, I mean, so Omega and Osprey, New Japan, Russell Kingdom 17, arguably the best match
2: of the year. No, yeah. And, and I, think- <laughs> <laughs> I think the issue is that, like, Most people aren't figuring out how to subscribe. You can find ways to watch it. And it was so early in the year. It is my top. I have seven written down. That one's my top one because I feel like it's forgotten. Yeah, it's my number one. Like that match was so damn good that it was worth, you know, figuring out how to learn Japanese and going through Duolingo (laughs) and doing all that stuff to get subscribed to New Japan World. And we're doing that again in a few weeks, the Wrestle Kingdom coming up. But that match and what those two did, it was just top of the line for me.
1: Okay, so I mean Osprey, Kenny Omega, Forbidden Door. Do you guys remember that? I mean, sorry, uh-huh. AEW and everything's a five star match,
2: but I mean that was, <laughs> I mean that was a fine match too. Forbidden Door. I, I for whatever reason I thought the first one was better. I, I like, I don't know, it was just the dynamic, but it was so hard hitting. Like those guys are good. Like Will Ospreay knows how to wrestle.
0: Yeah, I had I had Kenny Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom written down over the one from again. Right. Choosing your favorite flavor of ice cream right now. That's, what, that's basically what we're doing. It's all going to be pretty good. But, um, but, it's from, but it's from the same store. That's a
1: problem. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's different flavors, but it's the same store. There, there's other ice cream shops. That's the problem. Like, we, keep, we keep going to the same place for the same ice cream. That's the problem. Yeah. That's fair.
0: One of my outside looking in that it wasn't a technical masterpiece, but it's the match that made me feel the most. And that was Roman versus Sammy. Like if, if, if the job of professional wrestling is to get me to feel something like that, again, it's not a technical masterpiece and you get the schmozzy finish because it's a bloodline and you have to have all those things happen to Sammy in order for Roman to go over. But like the feeling I, I never want to forget that feeling of watching Sammy come out, even, even bringing it back the night before the first time he comes out and um, worlds apart hits and, everybody in Montreal is going absolutely crazy. He's got the honorary Hab shirts, like just the, the, what you felt just watching on your television that night on SmackDown, the very next night at Elimination Chamber, like that's, that's the reason that we're professional wrestling fans. And that's like, you, you connect to the product. So again, it's outside looking in, it's not a technical masterpiece. It's not five stars according to Meltzer, but it made you feel something. And I felt like it at least needed to be mentioned, um, uh, here, here today on the matches of the year.
1: What would you? What else do you have on your list, bro? Uh, so
2: I wrote Orange Verse. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. You got to orange. pick one.
0: Orange. You mocks. Pick one. orange box. Yeah, Orange box. Orange Mox at at um, at All Out.
2: Yeah. The others that you would throw in there, and this was me just going through like matches of the week throughout the year. Buddy and Swerve. Yeah, like there, like your point about it being dynamite and just a throwaway Wednesday. You're like, all right, like I don't remember details of it, but like I remember orange just being orange things. I feel like that's why he deserves some credit in this category. But you just got to figure out the who on the other side. I
1: mean, uh, okay, so on collision, one of the best tag team right. matches I saw was FTR. Yes. Yep, FK, Jay White and Juice Robinson who had collision. Like, I mean, it came out of nowhere. We didn't know it was going to be that good. you see, four guys. All right. What are you gonna do? Two out of three falls. It was classy. It's like forty minutes, wasn't? It? How long? Was that? Yes.
3: Forty minutes. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. It was up there. You, you could have told me it was the second hour of collision. I think I'd believe you right now.
1: Right. <laughs> I think that's true. Actually, I think I might. I happy. think it is.
0: I think it was because it's two out of three falls. Man, they may have taken
1: the full hour. I'm not sure. I think it was. Like that was a hell of a match. Yeah. Um, uh, G- uh, Gunther and uh, Drew against and against Sheamus. Yeah, it, WrestleMania
0: uh, night two. Yeah, mania. That yeah. was that was. Quite probably one of the better matches there. I put Lynch versus Stratus cage match yeah. um, from Payback. Yeah. And what would, I remember sticking out about that match was when Trish first showed up and they were doing trios matches with her and Becky and uh, Lita. Like, I just remember kind of, Ooh, man, Lita and Trish don't yes. move like they used to it's, and <laughs> But she but but she was able to figure it out over the course of the next four months or whatever, however long it was between that and then them having this cage match. And Trish just, that was her dream match. She wanted to have the cage match. And so often I feel like you build up a match in your mind, right? And sometimes it doesn't live up to This thing lived up to it, man. Like this was her dream match and she nailed it. Absolutely nailed it.
2: Yeah, I and mean, that one definitely deserves it. The other one we haven't mentioned yet just from – it feels like yesterday, Swerve and Hangman.
0: Yeah, oh my that, god, that's that's in my top three. Swerve <laughs> Hangman death matches in my top three.
2: Um, that that's for
1: sure. There, there's some Gunther matches that that were okay, but not great. Like I'll give you an example, like the build up to Minnesota, uh, is a match against Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, good match. I mean, very good match. It's just kind of like, all right, the finish was what it was. It was just, you know, the family. I know that that was controversial. That the daughter was crying. <laughs> People <laughs> didn't like that. People didn't like that. And they're crying, but it was. I like the build for it and the match. Yes. off, but again, here we go. Twenty twenty four. Gable's got to be able to get over. it. You don't expand the nonsense group that he's in. He's got to spin out of that and be Kurt Angle. Or, or something close to it. You mean to tell me that this guy that can suplex the world, this guy that has core strength, you, you mean to tell me that he's just going to be stuck with the Creed brothers? You know, like I mean, come on, man! Like that. It feels like a serious singles contender for some championship. I want him. I I don't know how they're going to
0: end Gunther's run. I want him to be the next IC champion. Because I think he's, when we start talking about work, it's a different type of workhorse, obviously, than what Gunther is. But when Gunther's brought that old school mentality back to the IC championship, right? Like it's the workhorse championship. And I think that just fits, that fits Gable perfectly.
2: Yep. The other one to throw in there talking about workers, MJF Brian Ironman. Well,
0: that was, that was fantastic. my number one. Yeah.
2: That's
1: oh
0: really run. okay okay so i kenny osprey wrestle kingdom was my number one the other one we haven't brought up um, and this was the one again because you did orange versus this could have been danielson versus right like sure, yeah, a lot yeah. of dream matches that he had throughout the course of the year and i did sabre uh, uh sabre versus danielson at wrestle dream okay that was my
1: number two. Oh, that's right wrestle dream <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah
0: that happened <laughs> A lot of good wrestling. It's easy to forget about a lot of it.
1: Um, Rhea versus Charlotte, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: How that was great. fantastic.
1: I know. Listen, I know it was a while ago. I think we need to go back and watch it and because I don't think it gets its due. Um, and correct? It's funny because people uh, on our chat was like, Hood, where I saw that match. That's fine. I want to see it again. Like, I want to see <laughs> when Charlotte's healthy and ready to go, and uh, and God bless her. She's out for nine months plus, <sighs> uh, so that'll be in time for what, like SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah, maybe SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of injuries. there. I mean, it's it's not just the eight, it's, it's it's from what I saw, it's basically the entire knee.
1: Yeah. So Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, that, oh that'll be the Triple H. You know, the slow burn. He just rolls guys out in the in the fall and winter. Hey, here's Randy Orton. Here's CM Punk. And so we'll forget about Charlotte. All of a sudden, there she is for Survivor Series. And
2: I, oh, there she is, Charlotte. So maybe like a year away. Yeah. Um, The other one, I'm shocked, not on Gabe's list. Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico? Yeah, Bad
0: Bunny in Puerto Rico. You want to talk about feeling things? That'll make you feel alive. That, That reception, I... I, I thought about putting Bad Bunny in there as like male wrestler of the year, even though he only had one match. Um, <laughs> I, I thought about trying to sneak it in there, see if you guys would notice. I, I, again, like when somebody like that comes in to wrestling and loves it as much as he does, like that's that's only good for professional wrestling. To like, like this guy is the most popular yep. artist, one of the most popular artists in the world, most streamed artist on the planet. And here he is putting his body on the line in a street fight because he loves pro wrestling. Like it's, yeah. it, it just kind of shows like how how cool professional wrestling can be. Um, and again, having an entire island behind you as you're making your entrance, <laughs> like it's that that whole match was yes, that that was the street match of the year, the street fight of the year, without a doubt.
1: I think about that entrance once a week. Oh yeah. I just, like, <laughs> I forgot that there was a match. Cause I just,
0: <laughs> just I mean, The oh. drone, like going around the stadium, like and yeah. everybody
1: losing their minds. Oh, I lost my mind watching that. And it's like, and I'm saying to myself, Hood, why? Why can't you contain yourself? Because everyone could can, can come down. you know, bro, everyone comes down the ramp. Everyone comes down to, to ringside, but just the emotion, the people just popped. This yep. guy coming down with a shopping cart like a homeless person. He's <laughs> down there and like he just does everything flawless, which is, again, says a lot about the era. Logan Paul and, and Bad Bunny should wrestle at WrestleMania because you would think, oh, yeah. there might be some mistakes. No. That'll be a flawless match. No, yeah. mm-hmm. well, That'll be fine. It'll be just like anybody else wrestling in there except the star power of those two in the ring. I think that that's the match I want to see for the U.S. title. Yeah, sign me up Agreed. right now. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out
0: hope that we get bad money at the at the Royal Rumble.
1: <laughs> I just in Puerto Rico so bad. Just do it again. <laughs> I mean, because what we laughed about this year was it's in Puerto Rico, yes, and it, it, they've been starved for good wrestling, like major wrestling for yeah. a long time. And we, I saw the fans. WCW, where the big boys played. That's the last time. <laughs> 91 <laughs> like, like, I'm like, look, that's a WCW shirt. A, you always see the NWO shirts because they, yeah. they're always... Yeah, yeah those like, are... Like a purple and gold WCW shirt. I'm like, boy, this island's been starved for good wrestling for a long time. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> I mean, yeah. but and, you know, and one last one, like... ROH's best match, you know, Claudio against Kingston, only because if, when Claudio uh, mm. lost the ROH championship to Kingston, the reason why that resonates with me is because you still don't know whether or not they have heat. I don't, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't. That's know. great. Yeah. That's
0: great. I'm glad <laughs> you don't know. I'm glad we don't know.
1: I, I think that I think they hate each other still, but with, with Kingston, because of those promos, you just never know. I just saw the latest promo from Kingston. I'm injured. I'm hurt. Uh, listen, just hurry this up. Someone help me up out of this chair. Someone help me out. of this chair. Like the guy doesn't want to be on camera. Get up, help me. My hip. I got to get the cups for the back and everything else. Like he's like a like an old man, like your uncle, complaining all the time. Like so, I I just think that Kingston, you know, we didn't put him in male wrestler of the year, but for a guy that has been the bumps and bruises, he deserves his flowers. He doesn't want to hear it but he deserves it because (laughs) he has been fantastic. He had a nice
2: run this year. Yeah, and a world title win in New York, like, awesome year for him.
0: Well, uh, again, 100th episode, so uh, we're going to overstuff it a little bit. We've got some uh, great interviews we want to play. We begin with one of our favorite guests. We wanted to celebrate, so we wanted to celebrate with the one guy who once on this show wondered out loud when Hulk Hogan was talking about vitamins, was he talking about steroids, (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about the one, the only, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard. What about
1: Ricochet? This is our 100th episode of Good Karma Wrestling. We are so glad that you're with us here. 100 episodes. Let me tell you something, Brian Rowitz. We've had some tremendous guests, but there's one that stands above everybody else that we've had on the show for 100 episodes. That's right. Only one. Only one stands above it all. It's Daddy Magic. It's Matt Menard it's with us right here on
3: Good Karma Wrestling. Daddy Magic, thanks so much for joining us. What's going on, boys? And congratulations one one hundred episodes and nothing to sneeze at. It's no, no question <laughs> about it. We just want to just get your thoughts uh, first of all about the big
1: pay per view taking place on December thirtieth on Long Island. But on uh, just how you celebrate, we have one hundred episodes, one hundred of anything. How should we celebrate this? No, oh,
3: that's a that's a great question. How do you celebrate? I don't know. How do you celebrate 100 ep- episodes of a uh, is this radio podcast? What are we doing here, boys? Yes, we're all platforms. Uh, yes, <laughs> all all platforms around the world. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you celebrate by getting tickets to uh, to the big pay per view on Long Island.
1: Oh, that that's right. That's a good way to start. How about that, Gabe? If we're going to celebrate 100 episodes, we should be at the big pay per view on December 30th for AW. Yeah, absolutely.
0: World's end. Sign me up, man. Does 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 Daddy Magic have a hookup for us? Do we
3: got uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's called the it's called the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we're, we're all
1: friends here. We're all friends here. <laughs> Some kind of uh, inside, yeah, you know, I mean you're
3: daddy magic, you can make things happen. I don't know what to tell you, boys, it's a capitalistic society. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Matt, for you, when you look back on 2023, what's been the highlight for you personally in the wrestling ring? Yeah, well, I mean, wow, that's, oof, that's tough. That's that's tough to answer, honestly. It
3: wasn't the year that I was necessarily expecting. I didn't see the end of the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society coming. May. See, I don't know how you feel watching the product, but it felt to me like when the year started, I'll say this, when the year started, I didn't think it would be over already. Um, so I didn't see that happening. Um, but I would say the last couple months have been pretty awesome. Though um, the tournament with Garcia, everything that uh, we've been doing, getting back together with Hager, and um, it's 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 been an absolute blast. Well, with that,
0: let dive into the the emotions and feelings you had by being to go by, by being able to go out and get the reception you did in your home country of Canada just a couple days ago.
3: Oh, you know what? When you asked me that question, that, that didn't even cross my mind. That would have to be a highlight. Of <laughs> <laughs> Good work, <Gabe. laughs> No, honestly, thank you for reminding me. Things just move so fast. I'm just thinking about what I'm going to be doing on Saturday. Collision, it's daddy's last match in the tournament. Like, that's where my mind was. Um, yeah, of course. Having my friends and family and my son uh, at, at the arena that I grew up going to. I watched Survivor Series from that arena, guys. 97, right? The Screwjob. So to, to be there performing... Um, and get that type of reception on television is uh, uh, unbelievable. Uh, like, you can't even put it into words, you know? And it almost felt like, like a career achievement award, if, if, if that makes any sense. It felt like a career achievement award, like, like, like a respect, like a level of respect from the city you grew up in.
0: Well, so what is it about Montreal that has that? Because I think we've seen that connection. I mean, obviously with Sami Zayn and and you know and everything that he's done. Every time he goes back there, he gets this hero's welcome. And you guys were treated, I would say, similarly. What is it about Montreal that absolutely loves one of their own
3: like you? It's just it's just different in the sense that. So it's Canada, okay? But even within Canada, it's its own separate island because of the French, right? Quebec. Mm-hmm. So, so anytime somebody from there breaks out of that, it, it's it's even more special. And, and and to me, that has to be the reason as to why it's so personal for everybody. It's not easy. It's not e- easy coming out of that at uh, a small time, small time Quebec, and and branching out on a national scale within Canada, but then again to. Not only just branch out to the United States, but but become successful on a national platform. It's crazy. Daddy, Daddy Magic, we wanna be able to lift you. You're lifting us by being on the show of our hundredth episode,
1: but we gotta lift you. Look what you've done. That heroes welcome in Canada. You've been able to do some commentary. You've been a, like a dad or a big brother to Daniel Garcia. That's the last time we saw you kind of talking to Daniel Garcia who gets told us. You actually have had a great
3: 2023, if you haven't noticed by now. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I really appreciate that. Um, also, yeah, another highlight is being able to um, commentate that entire episode of Rampage a couple weeks ago. Um, that that it, was, it was a great, um, like, checkmark for me, you know, my, my first nationally televised complete show. That, that felt good.
2: I mean, also, I think that the character growth, like you talk about the stuff yes. with Danny, we said in the group chat, like, hey, it's serious daddy magic. How do you go from hard nipples to being serious like you have in the last few weeks? That's, that, that's great. That, yeah. That's <laughs> true, though.
3: It's true. It's, it's just the the, the evolution of, of the way things go. And that's the great thing about being put in spots on television and, and things happen with the characters that you associate with. It brings out different emotions and you could show a different side. Because, yeah, for I. The majority of my AEW run has just been this wacky zany guy and then things happen to that wacky zany guy and he reacts differently. It's been great to be able to showcase that.
0: What is the schedule like now with the addition of Collision? I mean, did, does that extend the schedule, trying to figure out how that all works out? I know up in Canada, they, they did the cape. That, that's always, you know, got to be tough when they do the taping for the Saturday show on Tuesday, before the Wednesday and Friday show and all that sort of thing. But with the addition of another show, has that made the, the, the life on the road
3: any more hectic for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, typically, they like to keep people if you're a saturday guy you're a saturday guy if you're a wednesday guy you're a wednesday guy so it doesn't mix up too much but for me at least the last month i've been doing both every single week um i was just thinking about it before like how much time have i actually spent at home uh you know the the, the last um i start with sammy guevara okay because i was telling him i'm on the way to the airport right now and he goes oh i thought you were a day of guy meaning you fly in the day of the show come home the next day right but I'm flying in the day before because just the schedule. Oklahoma City is weird to get to, so typically, because of the two shows, I, I do just go the day of, to, just to save some time and get the maximize the time at home, right? Because otherwise, I would just have Monday as, as a day off, and that would be it. AEW
1: World's End taking place on December 30th at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum on Long Island, seven o'clock Eastern. It's going to be on pay per view. Make sure it's the last pay per view for aw for 2023 make sure that you get a chance to see what happens there's so much going on i want to ask you about Daniel garcia though because you were there side by side interrupting his promo just to tell him hey i'm gonna hold my tongue i don't know what to say so what happens with daniel garcia he's pretty much out of the tournament but he has one match left so what can we expect
3: from that match from Daniel, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how he reacts, right? Like, it's an opportunity to play spoiler. It's like a, it's like a team, you know, in the NFL season that that's eliminated from playoff contention, and you're kind of fighting. You know, the players are still fighting for their jobs next season. You know, so that that's kind of what I, what I want to see from Daniel. What's he going to show to the matchmakers at AEW? What's he bringing to the table? You know, is he a guy who's going to quit and and take a knee, so to speak, on on this match because it doesn't count really for anything in this tournament and As a man, I want to see how he handles that.
2: For you, we spent some time looking back on the year, some of our favorite matches, and with AEW matches, there are plenty to choose from. I feel like every week you can say, oh, this might be match of the year. What are some of your favorites watching this week, this year, being in the back as a fan of wrestling, some of the matches you've seen this year?
3: (coughs) He really put me on the spot there, boys. Um,
0: (laughs) I mean, come on. Is he going to remember something? He didn't remember that he got a hero's welcome in Canada
3: the yeah, number really remember big matches? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep. Orin Cassidy
2: versus someone. You could just say that. You're good. <laughs> you know
3: that, that's lovely. I, I loved. I, there's a great blood and guts match. I love the blood and guts match. Yeah, <laughs> that's <a> good one.
1: <laughs> Very good. Very what? good
0: do you what What are goals now for you going forward i know we, we've we talked to you um you know when Jericho appreciation society was going on you talked about how much of a dream come true that was um you know working with you know again a canadian you know somebody one of your countrymen and a hero there and and now that that group is dissolved and, and you're starting to evolve the character what do you think some of your goals for
3: 2024 are yeah um you know, I don't really know where the 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 daddy. What is the path for Daddy Magic moving forward? And I I have to figure that out, like a specific goal and path. And it's something that I'm thinking about every day. Like, so so I can't really give you a, a specific answer because I haven't figured it out exactly. You know, I, I have to see where all the tips lay uh, in the next couple of weeks here. And. Okay. and and go on from there because everybody kind of has their own side story going on here. Like Garcia's in the tournament that's going to be coming to an end, to an end. Um, uh, Ezra Parker is, is chasing a lady. Uh, Jake is obsessed with a hat. A lot of things are going on, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. This is an honest, honest answer. I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Okay, um, so we're going to figure things out.
1: Okay, so let good karma wrestling help you then. If you figure things out, let's see if we can help you. Please, My, our idea is Daddy Magic everywhere. You're popping up on all the shows, commentator, promo, match, Ring of Honor. You're everywhere. So the whole thing is, is that we got to get you everywhere, especially in the commentary booth because it's more of your personality. We got to expand. We got to expand the brand of Daddy Magic. So that's what I'm saying. So your pitch to Tony Khan is daddy magic everywhere because that's what we want as Matt Menard fans.
3: That, that, that sounds great to me, guys. You can let the <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Say it again. I'm sorry. Let's break it up. I think that was too strong for him, guys. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. So that, hey,
0: look, and more Daddy Magic is exactly what everybody needs. And I'm, I'm, I'm the guy that went out and bought the Daddy Magic T-shirt after we had him on last time. Like but, I'm, I'm all in on Daddy Magic.
2: I, I think, think everybody
0: else should be all
1: in on Daddy. Magic. I think Daddy Magic everywhere. He should do keep doing commentary. I think that you pop up on promos. He should just you know just find his way on ROH TV as well because that personality a guy like that should be everywhere on on uh, AEW television. So we hope the best for him in 2024 because he's one of our best guests that we had this year.
0: Uh, always love talking with Matt Menard. Always a pleasure to catch up with him. And I, I've got a funny feeling he's going to be back on the program in 2024. I'm hoping for big things for him. I know he was talking about trying to figure out um, kind of reinventing what he looks like. And I think we're starting to slowly see some of that him being serious in the exchange in the recent promo he had with Daniel Garcia. Um, I'm hoping for big things for our guy, Daddy Magic in 2024.
1: Yeah, and we're looking forward to AEW World's End taking place on Long Island, Nassau Coliseum, an old wrestling venue uh, on that Saturday night. And uh, I think the reason why that Matt Menard, bro, didn't know exactly what his lot in life is for 24, uh, the office hasn't told him yet. Uh, right. <laughs> 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 I think that's the he's end.
0: also, he's like the most <laughs> honest person we <laughs> have on the
1: show, too. I love <laughs> how he just, guys, I don't know. <laughs> have you gotten an email, by the way, from PR yet to edit like we had last uh, yeah <laughs> we, we won't and, get into what we had to edit out with <laughs> right. the
0: first time around we won't get into that
1: Berwick, um, uh, do me a favor he says <laughs> about 24 could you just take that out
2: please <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thanks have a good new year <laughs> oh what a guy daddy magic
0: we are now going to open up the uh, open up the door, kind of open up the curtain a little bit, give you some behind-the-scenes look of how this show came about with the vice president of contents uh, with Good Karma Brands, Evan Cohen. Maybe you recognize him from Unsportsmanlike uh, on, on ESPN Radio as we caught up with him earlier this week. Excited to talk to our next guest here on GKW because you may know him as one of the three co-hosts on Sportsmanlike, Weekday Mornings on ESPN Radio, but we know him as the Executive Vice President of Content at Good Karma Brands and really the creator of Good Karma Wrestling. Evan. Don't blame me. Don't blame me, What <laughs> it is it is your fault. It's 100% your fault that this exists and we are celebrating 100 episodes. So let's start there. What was the original idea about putting the three of us together in a podcast to talk about wrestling every week on Thursday nights?
4: Yeah, I'll give the uh, audience an honest breakdown of how this all happened because I remember it vividly. So basically what happened was when we had a change in leadership in Chicago, um, our leader there, Mike Thomas, great guy that I still have a relationship with, moved to Boston where he used to uh, run stations the there was a gap in management at our company good karma brands and our ceo craig karmazin said to me hey can you just get involved a little bit on the content side get to know some of the teammates there there's a lot of teammates there that i did not know that was an amazing opportunity not because mike left of course but amazing opportunity for me to have a role to be inserted into espn chicago and so one of the teammates that i had a relationship with as a friendship and professional relationship, but not in this capacity, was Jay Hood. And so Jay Hood and I, and I'll never forget this, we talked, so I basically talked to everybody for a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was, just to get to know everybody. And Jay Hood and I probably talked for close to two hours. We had like a scheduled 45 minute call, let's just say, and two hours later, of course, Wait, the, the the fire alarm is now going off in Jay Hood's house. It's amazing. I'm trying to tell this nice story. Jay Hood. Get out of there, Jay Hood. Get in there. Is this a, what is this? What is happening here? Is this like Vinny Mac and Stone Cold? It's, it's a new one. What is going oh, on? Oh man. Yeah,
0: of of all the things that have happened in GKW, this is this is a new one. This is a new one. It He's. Is- <laughs> Is he just desperately trying to find the smoke detector now
2: in his Yeah. Is that
4: a regular alarm? What is that? My guess is it was a smoke alarm, but I'm all right, well, yes. I, mean, I'm I, I guess God willing, Jay Hood's okay here. Hopefully, he makes yeah, it all out. Right, yeah. um, <laughs> so, well, it, it, the, the me telling the story without the person it's about. <laughs> you know now. I, 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 yeah, can, I do can do this story. story, okay? Oh, okay hey, well, hey, hey, all hey. Right, what happened? There?
1: What a hell of a time to burn incense. Thanks, hon. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Great time to burn into right over the Fire Alarm. But otherwise, it's fine. Everything's fine. Thanks.
4: It's um, like a real deep, transparent, emotional story about Jonathan Hood and the smoke alarm goes off. So, anyway, Jay Hood and I talk for two hours. We're talking about just a million different content related things, life related things. And he says, you know, one of the things that I've always wanted to do is take the wrestling podcast I have. And make it into a true show across all of the Good Karma platform. And I said, so why don't you? He said, what do you mean, why don't I? Like, it's not my choice just to have the opportunity to just flick on ESPN LA and just be on there. And I said, well, if I could help with that, would you want to do it? He said, of course. I said, would you want to do it alone? He said, well, there doesn't seem to be a reason to do it alone. Why not bring people in? So I remember what I did was I created basically a questionnaire because I had in my mind people across Good Karma. And for those who are watching and listening who don't know Good Karma, Good Karma is the radio company and the, the, the marketing company, sports marketing company that owns radio stations in New York, ESPN, New York, LA, Chicago, Madison, Milwaukee, Cleveland, West Palm. So we have countless teammates, the Good Karma part of Good Karma Wrestling. So we have countless teammates all across the country. And I put together this questionnaire, something along the lines of, Do you currently watch WWE? Do you have historical knowledge of WWE? Do you currently watch AEW? Do you have historical knowledge of AEW? Do you watch all the pay-per-views? And we went through the list of of questions. And there were a lot of them that like, let's just call it 10 questions, where some of our teammates would have said yes to seven of them, but no to three. And I felt like if we're going to do this, the no to three can't really work here. It has to be a yes to all 10. So from... A decade plus of working with with Brian on on ESPN West Palm, I knew he was a yes on all of them. And I knew if a show was offered, could then do and complain about retroactively, Gabe would then do that. And so I knew that we had definitively the three of you. I didn't know if we had others. There were other people in the back of my mind that I thought, oh, maybe this person could do it. Maybe that person could do it. And then the three of you all said yes to this, to basically all of the questions. All said you were interested in doing this. And the thing that I really liked about this, and I still like 100 episodes later, is I was proven right on one thing. I said, I know these three very well. That even if this is not the big, if it's the biggest show or the smallest show, what I do know is they're going to commit to doing it. And they're going to want to do it and be excited about doing it. And that is what has happened 100 episodes later that I'm thrilled that we all got this right. We all got this experiment of using this digital platform all across all Good Karma stations. Right, and that you three have been committed from day one, as if this was the biggest show you've ever had. In making it the biggest show you've ever had, so kudos to the three of you, and kudos to Mrs. Hood for the incense, and the smoke alarm.
1: I mean, incredible timing, because you know the business is about to t- t- timing, and so not so much in that spot. Um, so, we want to get your thoughts about your experience in professional wrestling, because people don't know uh, about you being able to walk uh the aisle and get between those ropes tell
4: us about your experience with wrestling can i defer to brian because he was with me to explain what happened
2: to me and how bad of a wrestler slash wrestling manager i became yeah so it was at an event that was run by a guy whose name we're not allowed to mention in the wrestling community anymore he's sort of been excommunicated but the backstage lead up it was a six-man tag the best friends were involved tommy dreamer was involved matt striker was involved and mike babcheck of XM's morning men or previously morning men was involved so evan as the manager was all hyped up ready to go jerry lynn was the special guest referee taking you behind the curtain he said we needed a way to get rid of evan and throw him out so evan's wrestling experience was him walking down the aisle and within a minute of the match starting Get in the old heave-ho and sit to the back, and that was the end of it. And then getting yelled at because this guy doesn't believe in kayfabe. He tried watching from the curtain and standing at the top of the ramp. Like, get out of here, buddy. <laughs> well, here's the problem with this. So we were asked to do this. We were
4: happy to do it. It was a fun event. I go into New York City to do this. And the thing that they want me to do is get kicked out. And not get kicked out 10 minutes into a match. Get kicked out upon arrival. And I'm looking around, and not to be rude, but I think I said to Brian, who was with me, and I'm like, why did I come here? Because it's not like this is the WWE where you can watch backstage. This is not some huge uh, platform here. So I got kicked out immediately, and then I couldn't actually watch what I was a part of. But I will say this. Brian Rowitz was so mesmerized by the backstage because we were legitimately – I don't know if you guys have ever been backstage during the planning for wrestling matches. Mm -hmm. It's truly amazing. Watching everybody kind of go through what's going on, storylines, conversation. And for all these people like, oh, wrestling's fake, BS, BS. Maybe the outcome is scripted in some ways, but how you get to that outcome and the storyline within the actual match is true artistry. And we watched it, and David Arquette was there, by the way. And he was taking it unbelievably seriously. It was the weirdest, I mean, maybe the weirdest experience ever of my life, but I got tossed immediately.
0: I, and I will the only say, request, the request I have here, Brian, um, can we make sure we have the picture of you too? Can we get that, either put it on our social media feed, just insert it here post-production, because that prediction, that 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 photo is one of my favorite pictures of all time.
2: <laughs> and Evan also pulled me away from some random indie show I was at, because it was Mania a weekend. So I was like, oh, I'll fly to New York, to do this thing with Evan, but I'm also going to go to these random indie shows. I have no way around New York, so trains, Ubers, all that stuff. So I got pulled away from a show to be a part of that experience. Are you complaining?
4: I gave you the greatest <laughs> wrestling experience of your life.
2: What, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, cool.
0: What did you miss? What indie show did you miss? There has to be a specific match that you were looking forward to that you decided to skip to go do this.
2: I don't remember the main event. I do remember missing JD Drake. I left halfway through his match, and anytime he's out there, meaty man slapping me, He's one of those guys, so I had to miss that full match.
1: I love the idea that Evan was trying to give you a little Bobby Valentine. Like I'm kicked out, but I'm still around. I love that
2: worth a glass in the match. match.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: I want to be in there. I want to be in the event. But I can't be in there. I love
1: that. I love that aspect of it. That's great.
0: And and it's it's so crazy, Evan. I mean, we were mentioning Mike Babcheck, and when you were doing that show, it seemed like anytime you guys would do a professional wrestling segment, like people just flocked to it. Like the, the 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 thirst for professional wrestling content is certainly out
4: there. Oh no question. And even you know, so that was that show was twelve years. I was unbelievably fortunate enough to be a part of it. And since being a part of unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, Pat Costello, one of our producers, is an obsessive wrestling fan. Also, he, um, I think, Jay Hood, you've been on his like. His podcast is maybe uh, like a little one as well. He did for a while. I think you were a guest on it. But we, we uh, learned that, that across Pat's whole apartment, he has tons of like wrestling gear and little figurines and that he's really into it. And the moment we reveal that on the show, again, it's the same thing. People light up with that. You know, we have, we've talked about a lot of things internally in our company about um, history has an echo right we've talked about that a lot in content world like if you bring up nostalgia people get into it 1980s wrestling unbelievable 90s wrestling unbelievable any walk of life you go to a dinner party and you randomly bring up 90s wrestling people would be into it it's just it's that kind of thing that it's so universally appealing for so many people
1: so we got to ask you about that with pat because the three of
4: us were actually In the same room at the
1: same time that's one of the best moments of good karma wrestling that we are at Starcast in suburban chicago to be able to do several shows providing content and some breaking news came out of that because cm punk got fired that weekend so that was a great weekend for good karma wrestling we had
2: cm punk on right brian we did we got him basically telling us to f off over the phone it was about 30 seconds but dean thomas a respective mma analyst was in the gym with him and i handed the phone to him he said bye, and that was it. Yeah. Huge get by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical,
1: <laughs> typical Chicago. I can't be surprised at that. Typical Chicago. <laughs> but I, so I got to ask you about these figurines, though. I mean, so we saw figurines. When we were at StarCast. We saw guys walking around with championship belts. How do you feel about that, Evan, as an adult? Should you have wrestling figures? Should you walk around with championship belts as an adult? Fully former adult, of course.
4: Yeah. I think if you're looking to have a significant other, No. <laughs> I think once you have a significant other, yes, I'm all about honesty and transparency. Mm -hmm. I think those are the kind of things you hold back until after you have that significant other, regardless of gender. I don't give a crap about who you love and who you marry. I just think the facts, maybe when she or he is, or that person is your person. Maybe then you bring it up. Like I know Brian's wife pretty well. She's known him for a long period of time. She's fully aware of his patheticness. <laughs> loving wrestling is not. Pathetic. No argument. Loving wrestling is not pathetic. The financial <laughs> commitment he has made to loving wrestling without wrestling financially committing back to him, a little pathetic. <laughs> No argument. I, um, yeah, is. I did
1: ask Gabe because I didn't know I didn't know if Gabe wanted to. I was going to offer to buy him a championship belt, and he's, he's like, nah. I said, okay, well, all three of us are not belt marks then. Okay, we're not going to walk around this hotel with a belt as if we're champions. So we're all good there.
4: I will tell yeah. you, the president and CEO of our company, Steve Palatina and Craig Carmisen, and I, when we used to go to the Final Four, we would wear jumpsuits to the Final Four for all three days of the Final Four that we were there because we wanted people to think we were coaches because the coaches only wore the jumpsuits. So that's I right. guess they can't even knock that. And I said, like, oh, yeah, we're from Yeshiva. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best.
0: Wait, so they were just, like, nondescript jumpsuits? Did they have logos oh, bought, on them? I like, did you ever go as far year?
4: to pretend to be from, new. like, Kansas? No, I bought new Jumpman ones every single year, Gabe. Literally, I'd have I'd have okay, Jumpman jumpsuit every single year.
2: Yes, because that – To uh, shoot our own horn a little bit more. Yeah. Ah, uh, most impressive guests we've had: uh, Ric Flair, Cody Rhodes, Medusa, the Blue Meanie. Who have you been most impressed by? Blue Meanie. Flair's a barber beefcake.
4: Um, I would say Flair. I think getting Flair. I, I I think we need. Okay, can I give? I'm gonna give a a, a wish list for 2024 for the next hundred shows.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: Oh boy. Here we go. Yellow pan. Here I want the yep. heart. We're,
0: we're, we're taking breaks. notes.
4: Taking notes. Okay. I want the heartbreak kid. Oh, well, Sean. That's, yeah, that's possible. HBK. B- that's who I want on.
1: Okay. Broads, that's easy. Mr. Eddie, yeah. he's willing to promote anything lately.
4: <laughs> Sean will do it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Well, listen, I have to go. Um, I, want, I want to take up too much more of your time, but here's what I want to say. In all seriousness, the GKW fandom has been great. The GKW, the media that you guys have garnered has been amazing. And I couldn't be more happy for the three of you in doing what you've done. Congratulations on 100 episodes. And I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. I knew that you guys would commit to it. I know you have gear that J-Hood has paid for himself, I think. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> Here's to 100 more. And on to GKW. Evan,
0: we certainly appreciate the time. Thanks for jumping on and, and thanks for creating the show. Thank you guys. A big, again, big thank you to Evan Cohen, to Craig Karmazin, a hundred episodes, boys. Um, it, it, it's been so much fun. Like I, I didn't realize we were coming up on a hundred episodes until Brian's like, hey, that's, that's coming up here soon. So it's, it has been a blast It's it, to have an outlet to talk about things that So many of my friends like, Gabe, Gabe, why are you talking to me about this? I don't want
1: you. So
0: I am just to have this outlet. That's why I'm glad to have uh, Good Karma Wrestling and this show in my life now.
1: Well, ultimately, this has become a safe space for us because when others don't want us to talk wrestling, we can talk wrestling uh, to each other and to our audience. And so for me, I've been doing pro wrestling content since the Monday Night Wars. And this is the most fun I have all week. I know that that's going to be a shock to – my uh, my radio partner, David Kaplan, or my broadcast partners that I do with UIC Flames. But I will just tell you that this is the most fun I have all week because we get a chance to be able to just unwind and talk about the world of wrestling. When we started this show, it was just, you know, kind of a, a nice opportunity to talk about WWE and other stuff. And now through 100 episodes, We've talked about so many things, so many scandals. We talked about the biggest scandal, one of the biggest scandals in the history of the business and Vince McMahon being out being pushed out of the company, bro. And so for me, uh, I love doing this show and it just gives me a respite to just relax and have fun and talk about crazy stuff that's happened in the world of wrestling.
0: Quick question for you. When we started the show hundred episodes ago, did you think that you were going to become our ROH guy? <laughs>
1: You know, I knew that coming – That's I knew that anyway. I knew that I had to be able to do something because of our busy schedules, somebody had to sacrifice. This guy sacrifices NXT. I sacrifice ROH and you, you sacrifice Marquette.
2: So. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I sacrifice. I don't know I don't know what I'm gravitating towards, but we'll figure it out.
2: So, so, there's, there's still so many cool moments, like the guests. Like, you know, next week we'll play a lot of the best of 2023, but some of the people that have given us their time and, like, as honest as they are – Starcast opening their doors to us and you know sitting down with some of those guests. like it's like the blue mini could do another two hours with us (laughs) if we wanted to talk eagles football right now so it's cool to see all these things happen in 100 episodes
1: yeah and we just we're just grateful to the audience because again you know just to be able to get on youtube and to grow our youtube and we thank you for watching on youtube for our podcast you guys have been there for a long time for us on the podcast and then of course our our channels you know our stations yeah good karma i mean it took us a while to get on Land on Demand in Cleveland, and it's our—it's actually one of our biggest cities now, right? Nobody wants to see us in Cleveland. Nobody cares in Cleveland. Cleveland's a huge wrestling city. L.A., New York, big wrestling cities. Milwaukee, Chicago, West Madison, a big wrestling company. So, you know, we have so So we have uh, all of our, our cities that we're on and all the points in between. We thank you for supporting us through 100 episodes of Good Karma Wrestling.
0: Here's to 100 more, guys. Our best of a lot of those interviews that Brian was just referencing. We will play those next week and we'll be back. Can't wait for 2024. 2023 was big, but pro wrestling just keeps getting better. This is Beth G.K.